Hello and welcome to episode 27 of Rank Up, an on-page SEO podcast where we talk about technical SEO, content optimization, search engine news, and much more. I'm one of your hosts, Ben Gary, and I am joined by Rank Up's new official special correspondent, that is your new title, Liv, and returning guest host, Olivia May Fung. How are you, Liv? I'm good. I'm excited to be back. Thanks for having me. That is all right. It's great to have you. Um, Listeners who may remember, you were last on in the episode with Tasha, I think a couple of months ago. Um, And you did such a great job on there that we were very, very keen to have you back as a returning guest host and correspondent Mm -hmm. in the future. And we also have Jen Penaluna, who is a senior SEO strategist at Evoluted. And Jen is going to be our guest for this episode, which we are also very excited about. So how are you doing, Jen? Oh, I'm great. Thank you. It's been on my list of things to try and do. So it's great to really jump in and start out on a really nice podcast. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. I'm glad to hear it. And we're glad that you're here. Um, it's always exciting to be able to speak to new people um, and also just have people on who are keen to be doing more of this kind of thing and kind of talking about whatever topics are important to you, uh, which is exactly what we're going to be hearing about today. Um, so when we first caught up with Jen a couple of weeks ago, um, Jen was very keen to be talking about career progression in SEO, um, which is something that we realized would be relevant for any SEO in kind of any stage of their career doing anything day to day. So it made a lot of sense for us to be talking about it on this podcast. Um, and we'll also be taking advantage of the fact that Liv is here with us. Um, to hear Liv's perspectives uh, as she has recently progressed into more of an account management role in Impressions SEO team. So we'll have a couple of different perspectives and we're representing a couple of different companies between us, which will hopefully uh, give everyone listening a really good idea of what they can maybe expect to look forward to in their SEO careers. Um, But before we get too far into that topic, as we always do, we'd like to find out a bit more about our guest Uh, And finding out about your career path has a bit more of a direct link to the topic than it maybe usually does for our other guests. Um, So, Jen, would you please give us an overview of how you got to where you are in SEO today? Yeah, absolutely. So I started out in the industry four and a half years ago, which doesn't seem that long, actually. um, So that's good. (laughs) So I started out as an SEO strategist, um, which we can come on to later, but I'm not convinced that was actually the right title for what I did. So it was more of a content-led role. Um, I had studied journalism at uni, really wanted a content-led role, um, didn't know what SEO even stood for at that point. I had to Google it for the interview, um, which was a question. So, yeah, started out in that role and then moved into an SEO account manager role. So at that point, that was more sales-focused, getting new business in, um, only inbound leads, no cold calling, anything like that. Um, and then, yeah, more account management for existing clients and not doing the actual hands-on SEO work anymore. Then moved to an SEO manager role, which doesn't feel like the natural progression to go more sales side to account uh, to an SEO manager. Sure. But yeah, I'd missed the hands-on work and I wanted to do that again. And I was really enjoying working with uh, other SEO team members. So that was probably the biggest stint in my career so far and then moved to Evoluted in May this year as a senior strategist. Nice moving in uh, I suppose during the end of lockdown so are you still like mostly remote working at Evoluted or have you been in and met your new colleagues? Yeah I've been in three times and got drunk with them a free few times as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah we're remote first so it's remote but flexible so the office is there if you want it but I like to be at home with the dogs. Yeah. Oh, nice. So it's good that you got that flexibility and that you haven't joined in the complete depths of lockdown when we were all forced to be at home forever. Um, (laughs) um, But I'm going to ask you a follow up question that um, we don't always ask to all of our guests, but it's particularly relevant for the topic today. Um, So you you mentioned at the start of your career path there, you were given the title uh, SEO strategist, which wasn't maybe wasn't quite accurate for the role. Um, but now you are, I believe, a, a senior SEO strategist at Evoluted. Um, so I thought we could just kind of start getting some context for this discussion by seeing, but for you at Evoluted, what does that role mean now? What does it involve sort of day to day? So to me, and in this role, a strategist means that you are strategizing. So you kind of lead what's going to happen, whether that's 
sort of through the next six, 12 months or even just, mm. you know, month to month, you set it, you execute it. So back when I started in SEO, I couldn't do that. You know, I couldn't tell clients what needed to be done because I didn't yeah. quite know at that point. So it was probably too fancy a title, but I'd like to think it fits better now. So as a senior strategist, um, I'd typically be responsible for the bigger budget campaigns or for ones where I would lead on it with an SEO executive. So we'd kind of work together. Right. Um, I obviously lead on the strategy and the account management, but then helping an SEO executive to work on that with me. So they kind of get something out of it as well. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. And um, sounds actually similar to the job roles at Impression. And I'm going to go slightly out of the order I've set out here, just but I want to bring in Liv quickly just while we're talking about job roles. Because um, Liv, you've recently-ish, been a few months ago, been promoted to SEO strategist at Impression. Um, so w- would you just be able to kind of give us a bit of an insight into what that means for you as well and, and maybe a little bit of what changed as you were promoted into that role again so we have another sort of point of context for the conversation yeah I think it's really interesting Jen's point about um about talking about when she's led on bigger campaigns with an executive because that was basically like the transition almost like the launch pad that I went on before being mm. promoted because that's definitely the similar like kind of setup that we would have impression for our larger accounts where when I was an executive like I would almost almost co-lead to certain parts of strategies like the content side of things or like the um, link acquisition side of things um in a strategy and then yeah um in the past few months I've been I've been promoted to SEO strategist and yeah it's based like what Jen said it's very much delivering or creating the strategy yeah. And then helping the team or like help, helping like the executives um, to understand like what's that, what the tasks mean and how that contributes to the wider picture. Great. And I should probably come in and sort of add another final point as I have a different role to both of you again as a senior content specialist. And I think we're going to talk a bit more in a bit about the sort of generalist versus specialist routes in SEO. Um, but the difference for me Um, is that while I am involved in client strategy and client communications and all of that side of things, uh, it is almost exclusively for sort of on-site content, uh, content writing, optimization and strategy, rather than focusing on kind of full-on sort of technical SEO or link acquisition, although elements of that do do overlap. As as you know, there's not one thing in a silo in SEO. but I guess it'll be interesting to see as we talk more a bit about what those two different routes of career path look like. And it's good that we've got a few different sort of points of view represented on this call as well. Um, but Jen, you are you are the person on this call who has kind of, I suppose, chain, had the biggest change most recently. Um, as you said, it wasn't that long ago you joined a brand new company to take a new SEO role. Um, so can you talk us through your thought process in making that move and and why for you it was the right move at that time in your career? Yeah, absolutely. So it wasn't something I was actively looking for at that point. I didn't think, oh, I want a new job. I'm going to search for jobs and go and get one. I was kind of just working um, and realized that I was comfortable every single day. And then Mm. I realized I don't like being comfortable. Uh, I want to progress. I want to move forwards. Um, And for me, that didn't mean job title wise. It meant skills wise. So with me managing the team, um, I was spending so much of my time upskilling other members of the team, which was the job, and that's Mm. fine. But I realized that I didn't really have anybody above me to do the same. And I wanted somebody like that because it's, it's great and it's nice, but then you realize, well, actually, if I've got ultimate say on everything, what if I'm not right all of the time? You know, what if... I could get a second opinion from someone who says, actually, have you thought about it like this? And then the more I thought about that, the more I realised, yeah, I I do want that. Um, So I'd been chatting on and off to Ash uh, at Fluid's MD for a while, uh, sending me a lot of sausage dog gifts. (laughs) And I finally said to him, yeah, let's have a chat. Let's let's see what, you know, what's on offer. Because I knew that Evoluted didn't have a huge SEO team. It was primarily a development company. So I thought this might work quite well um, because I knew that they had 
hired deck uh, previously from SEO Works. So I thought, yeah, I can see that they're building something there. And then during that sort of initial call, they said they were getting uh, Matt Jones, who was previously Rise of Seven and before that Circulate. And I know he specializes in technical SEO. So I thought, yeah, these are exactly the sort of people that I want to be working alongside. So it wasn't just the people and it wasn't just about the progression because they kind of also said, look, we we're not big enough for an SEO manager at this point, but it is something that you can grow into. And yeah. we, we can discuss it a little bit later, but we've got very clear career paths sort of per person. Um, yeah. But also the, not even perks, just, you know, benefits, just how the companies run. So at that time, it was, what well, still, I just, yeah, at that time, it was still uh, sort of January into February. There was a lot of uncertainty about going back to the office. So are we going to go back full time? Are we going to go back mm. time? Is it going to be set days? Or is it going to be coming um, two days a week on any days that you want? I didn't know at that point. And I thought, I don't really like the uncertainty um, because I've got two dogs now. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I know I can get um, a dog sitter in certain days, but not some yeah. days. If that falls badly for me. Um, so I'm not saying I move because of the dogs, but it, <laughs> um, it partly, you know, a deciding factor. So yeah. basically I wanted um, flexibility because I thought sure. if I go full remote, it can be lonely. Um, I do like it. And now I am at home probably 90% of the time. Um, yeah. I tend to go in when needed rather than because I feel like it. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've still felt like part of the team and everything. So that, to me, flexibility was a big thing. Um, but also wanting, like, company events and things like that, that we could, you know, still do things as a team. And there's yeah. been a lot of that. So we do things monthly. Um, and then, like, the bigger events quarterly as well. So you're not just waiting all year for that Christmas party. Brilliant. So it's, uh, it's about more then than just the, the the SEO was a factor. And sort of you mentioned there, your professional development was a factor. There's... I mean, as with pretty much any career decision, there were there were plenty of other factors in there as well, right? And it was kind of a complete package. Yeah, exactly. I think I'd done the bit of the early career um, upskilling and, you know, getting promoted and things like that and then sort of realised there's more to a job than just yeah. titles. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just curious, I mean, you said that you weren't actively looking for the job, so I don't know how much this came into your thinking, but... Um, there are obviously we're all in agencies at the moment and you were in an agency before this but there were you know you can do seo in other environments in-house being the big one or even freelance so did you always have in your mind if you'd thought about it that you kind of wanted to stay in agencies for a while a while longer or was there any thought that you might be open to looking at an in-house role at this stage of your career yeah i think deep down of i always knew i wanted to stay agency side Mm. But I did consider the possibility of going in-house because I thought, well, I don't know what, you know, if I'd want to do it until I, I try. So somebody reached out to me, um, quite a big company, um, and it seemed like a really good opportunity. Yeah. Um, I went through a few interview stages um, and it was really good, but it turned into more of a chat about, do you want to be in-house? Um, and we kind of concluded together that actually, no, probably not. Um, but it was a nice experience. And they were like, look, if you ever do want to consider going down that route, we can still pick up this discussion. But we kind of decided together it wouldn't be right for me at this point. I, yeah. You know, I really like the sort of fast-paced nature and that you can work on one CMS one day, a different one another day, and you've encountered a brand-new problem you've never seen before. And then when it comes around that once in a blue moon, you're like, yeah, I know exactly what that is. It's this really weird thing and you can fix it by doing this. I, I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, and I think a really good insight into kind of the, uh, a kind of, I guess, a thoughtful process in looking for new jobs, right, to work out what you really what you really want from it and understanding that SEO roles in one company are not just the same as another company, especially when it's a difference between something quite as big as an agency and an in-house role. Um, yeah, and, Liv, I'm curious just to get your thoughts as well. Um, and I'm aware that I'm asking you this on a podcast run by your employer. So um, <laughs> I don't want to be too too awkward about it. But 
like you've obviously progressed for a few years at Impression now. Is it like three three years? Is that how long you've been here, roughly? Yeah, I think it's around three and a half at the moment. Yeah. So obviously you've you progressed from joining as a graduate to at least to this point, kind of as a strategist in more of a management role now. Um, so we don't have to look ahead to the future too much because that's not fair to you on this podcast. But to look to look back, obviously, you kind of want you, you felt comfortable clearly staying at an agency for that long. So what was it that kind of kept you around to progress through your career like that rather than maybe looking elsewhere? Yeah, so I think important to note like before I joined Impression um I was at like a traditional PR agency beforehand before moving into digital marketing and I think since then I've always just really enjoyed the like the fast-paced environment like Jen was saying like I think especially like my advice for anybody that is listening to this that might be either like two or three years into their career if they're thinking about digital marketing and, you know, they have an interest in it, I always, I, I do think working in an agency is like the, the the way that you will get the most experience. And like, I don't want to say bang for your book, but like in terms of like the, what you, like Jen was saying, that what you encounter in perhaps three years in an agency, you're working with so many different clients, so many different types of businesses, so many different types of like business owners, Mm. Um, that you get the exposure to things that you might potentially not get in-house as well. And then there's also just the massive benefit of the fact that we do work on different clients and so many different industries. If, you, if you've been working on a certain task for, say, half a day and you know you feel a bit tired of it, your brain's fatigued, you can very easily just switch over to something else, which yeah. for me is just like in terms of like the way that I work is a massive benefit. Yeah, no, that's a really good point. Thank you. Um, and I think this is probably a good point to transition to looking a little bit more generally now, as we've talked a lot about our personal experiences so far. And um, so coming back to you, Jen, um, you clearly kind of looked into this a lot and explored a couple of different options. So, you know, what what sort of roles are out there for those of us looking to progress further? And I, and I guess what, what's kind of the end goal in SEO at the moment? Like, what are some realistic aims for people who are in this industry to see how far they can progress? Yeah, I honestly think it's about working out what you want from it. Mm. So not necessarily just that linear career path that we think about, but what do you want to do? So if you are currently in a more generalist role and there's a certain area of SEO that you really like, go and try and, you know, specialise in that a little bit more. There'll be roles out there where even if it's not a specialist role, the sort of workload itself is just more weighted that way. So Mm. the more that you get out and chat to people, the more you understand how other companies run things and, you know, what you do in your agency might not be how another agency does it. Yeah. Because there's no rule book and, you know, we're all kind of making it up as we go along. So. make it up as you go along you know if you want to do more content and you're really doing a little bit of it at the moment you can go and find a more specialist role in doing that so I think that's probably the first kind of goal like work out what you want yeah you don't want to specialize that you're doing too much of something that you just really don't enjoy all that much but you don't mind it and probably for me I do like doing a bit of everything so It might be that you want to roll a bit more like that, where you can get stuck into lots of different things. Like Liv said, you know, if you're getting a bit sick of doing something, you can switch to doing something else. It's not the same thing sort of all week. Um, But in terms of where you can take it, I think everybody goes down different routes. It might be that you progress agency side um, up towards, you know, heading up the department in some fashion, or it might be you go in-house and lead a team there um, and sort of liaise with external agencies. You might go freelance, which, again, is something I'd considered, but I like the stability of yeah. to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some really successful people go agency or in-house to, to freelance and they're really killing it right now. So that's really nice to see. It's just yeah. perhaps not for me. Awesome. So in relation to that, do you mentioned there there's lots of different paths you can you can go down ultimately um do you think you you kind of have to move into a generalist digital marketing role or even a generalist marketing role at some point 
if you want to keep progressing? Or is it actually the case now that there is enough opportunity there in, in more specialist SEO roles to, to sort of have a good career for you know, a good long time before you'd have to switch to something else? Yeah, I think originally I probably thought you have to know a bit of everything and work towards you know, a sort of digital marketing manager type role. Um, yeah. But now, you know, if, if you just browse the SEO jobs and even if you just look at companies and people on Twitter and LinkedIn, there's so many great job roles out there or yeah. people that currently hold these roles that are, you know, doing really well for themselves because SEO is so needed and it's so easy to do it wrong and do a bad job and somebody's business suffer. So it's really important to get it right. So I think yeah. that's why we can take this really far as a career. Or I hope yeah. so. Oh, yeah. And it's, I would imagine this is the trend that probably has been going for a few years. And I would imagine the trend is only going to keep going. So as, as you know, as we add in on another five years to our careers in SEO, you would imagine that the opportunities will be even bigger at that point than they are now. Yeah, I think so. And I think that we'll go into our more specialist roles, but also have the generalists as well. Because I yeah. think when I'd started out, I saw it as more, you have to be able to do a bit of everything and you would be the one person doing all of those things. Yeah. But as I've sort of gone through the career at both companies, seeing that people and campaigns have both done better for having people specialise in something. So rather than someone like me, um, trying to do the technical stuff, but then also trying to get links and also trying to write the content. Even though I know the clients really, really well, they're not all of my specialisms. Yeah. And by breaking that up a little bit and having three specialists work on that, we can get the best links and the best content and still stick with the really good technical foundations too, or so I'd like to think. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Liv, I think you had another couple of questions now to, to kind of carry on. Yeah, so Jen... As we know, um, with the current state of the world at the moment, that there's been a lot of discussion in the media about how young people at the beginning of their careers and the experiences that they have had have been quite different to those of us who maybe didn't start our careers during the pandemic and lockdown. Mm-hmm. I know for myself that I've, found, I've personally found it a bit challenging sometimes working remotely and have missed being able to just like walk over to my colleagues, ask them a quick question or, or without having to go on a call or via email or chat. So what would you say to people that are starting their careers out in SEO? And what would your advice be to them in this post-pandemic world where some of us are working remotely, some of us are in the office? And like, what would you say to them? Oh, that's a really good question. Um, it's not really the same starting a new job during this whole lockdown situation. Um, because yeah I think starting out um, and being around people is a really good way to start out so even though it might seem oh you know that's great I could work um, at home in my pajamas I could be really comfortable and I can go to the fridge whenever it might not be the best way to start out a career because you miss out on so many things so even though personally I do prefer remote first probably starting out I would look to go somewhere at least with a bit of both or office first because like you said you get all that um you get all that sort of I'll let you cut that um but you get all that sort of attention from people in terms of they will tell you things and you will listen to them even if you're just listening in on them so for me I learned a lot just from listening to people on the phone um, yeah, definitely. picked up a lot of things that I still say now, um, almost in a a rhythm, like saying it in the same way as they would. Um, because I think, yeah, once people start explaining things, you know, like to clients, and then it's kind of clicks for you as well. And then you start explaining that to clients, and then you build upon it and explain things in your own way. So yeah, I probably would want to say, start office first, or, you know, a bit of both. But definitely a company that if they offer flexible working have some really good things set up in place so you don't feel isolated like company events but also you know find out how they actually onboard people do they just 
you know, there's your laptop, crack on. Or is there going to be like a buddy system or a series of um, onboarding things to work through where you sign up to everything bit by bit? How do they handle um, messaging? You know, what do they have Slack or something like that? What's expected of you, you know, to actually communicate with people? Yeah. Because I feel like if we didn't have Slack and we didn't have like dedicated channels set up, I'd have really struggled um, starting remotely because being able to just ask someone a quick question, you know, when you sort of start thinking, I feel like I should really know how to do this, but I'm really not sure. Normally you'd just be sat at your desk and ask somebody. So you want that same feeling to come across just in writing without feeling like you're pestering somebody. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. And on a similar note, what would your advice be to particularly junior SEO, so perhaps executives um, and graduates that are progressing in their careers in a post-pandemic world? So you mentioned when you were talking about your um, like the day-to-day work that you do, where you work on campaigns, where you will be the lead strategist, but then you're also working with an executive as well in helping them like I guess progress with their career what would your advice be to them in this post-pandemic world oh record everything like anything you can possibly note down put it in a folder um whether it's good feedback or it's something that you've done that you've never done before um or some results that you've got like as many things that you can put in a folder whether it's just for you um to look back on or whether that's to give to someone in more of a line management position when it comes to things like appraisals or reviews, whatever uh, you call them, it's then much easier because, you know, it depends company to company how often you're going to do these review type meetings. Um, But it just saves looking back on, okay, what have I actually done in these last few months? Because you tend to forget what you did um, right at the beginning of those first few months. So it's so easy then just to screenshot something dump it in a folder you can always come back and reorganize it later but it makes it easier I think for progression to have that evidence and it makes it easier both sides so if you're the person that is trying to progress to the next level get a feel for okay who is in that position currently and what do they do that I don't do what's in their job description and their role that I could start doing and not just start doing it, but just to ask, like, I'd really like to start helping out with these things. It's something that I would like to be part of my role. Can I help out with this somehow? Because the more that people know what you want to get out of your role, the more that they can help you. Yeah. So then when you've started doing all these extra things and you're noting them down, it's so much easier then to present that to that line manager and say, okay, here's the objectives that we set and here's how I've been working towards them. And especially if you're doing it more than once, because I think it can be quite tempting to just note it down that you've you've done it. You know, it's like a checkbox. It's finished. It's over. But actually, the more that you keep doing that same thing, it's more consistent. You know, it's showing that you're not just done it to try and get to the next step, but it's something that you're consistently doing. And I think that that's better. So you could be like, okay, I've done this thing that was an objective and I've done it all of these times. And it's now becoming part of my actual role. Um, similarly, on the other side, um, when I was an SEO manager, it it was so much easier for somebody to come to me and say, okay, at our last review, you said, I really want you to do more of X. And here's all the times that I've done X, unprompted, done it consistently. You know, you can't dispute that as much because it's harder, I think, to rely on your own memory than it is to actually look at things in black and white plus your line manager might not see all of the things that you actually doing. you know you have a lot of like one-on-one chats with people or you might take a client call without somebody so it's just a nice way to get things actually in black and white and then similarly um we did some confidence training with Kirsty Hulse and she suggested that we keep a record of all these sort of positive things that people have said about us or our work and that kind of falls into that same category of being able to evidence something but also on a personal level you know when you're feeling am I actually good at this or Mm. you know you had a bad day or something's not gone all that well you've got that bank of something to look back at and go no I am actually pretty good at this and people do give me regular um, positive feedback and you know it might be something as simple as thanks for this this is great but it's feedback that you got 
you know, they could have just ignored that, like many yeah. clients do. But it's nice to look back on, and especially the things that really made you feel good. Um, so if you're ever feeling a little bit deflated, or similarly you want to evidence that, you know, you're getting great feedback from clients or from stakeholders or even from team members, then, yeah, evidence everything. Yeah, that's I think that's advice. such a good point. Yeah. We had a similar um, training session with Kirsty Horse as well, where we had where she mentioned about having like a positive feedback folder, and I'm sure that there's a lot of people on our team or just across the agency that also have them. And I think, especially for um, executives or, or um, not even just executives, to be fair, I think people in any stage of their career, um, you like you said, the, there's always sometimes you have those blips in confidence. You know, you work on so many different accounts and different clients. There's things things are always bound to you know not always be 100% positive and to be able to have that source of information that you can reflect on and you know validate your experience and what you've done I think is so important especially when like you're progressing in your career yeah definitely I've uh, called mine the bank of goodness (laughs) no I can search that and find it if I'm ever feeling down that's so good (laughs) um we wanted to chat a little bit more now about this kind of generalist or specialist approach that we've touched on already uh, in the episode. Uh, I want to ask both of you this next question, um, but I'll come to you first, Jen. Um, what, what's your experience been of generalist and specialist pathways that, that might have been available to you in your career so far? Um, and kind of what, what, have they, what have they looked like? Kind of what have been the differences in those paths that you've seen? Oh, that's such a good question. Um, I would probably say the first role, the strategist role, was the more generalist. That was the opportunity to do a bit of everything, to do some content, yeah. find some link opportunities, do the on-site stuff. It was the role itself, but it was also an opportunity for me to find out what I actually enjoyed doing more of and then progress that way. So the yeah. two things for me were I really enjoyed the on-site and working out, okay, this probably isn't as good as it could be, and here's the things I'm going to do to make it better, and here's the outcome. Then I also really liked the client communication side of things. So explaining what we were doing, why we were doing it, and what we've achieved from doing it, but also starting to get involved with new inquiries. So then you start to realise that people are at all different stages of understanding SEO. So... You know, you've got your people who understand it. They know that they need an agency and they're just choosing an agency. So what have you got to offer? What can you do for them? But then you've also got the people that don't know what SEO really is and you've kind of got to educate them about it. And I found both bits equally as interesting. Yeah. Um, Through to then going into the more of that account management role, which at that point was more sales focused. So that was a tick for that side of things. But in doing that, I missed the on-site and the technical, which kind of led into the strategy as well. So that next step to SEO manager kind of covered a bit of everything for me then because then I could get involved with new business, with account management of the existing clients, but also doing that hands-on SEO and setting the strategy, which is kind of where the next... Um, role at Eve Lutwood has taken me into being yeah. more strategic um, so yeah I think by being exposed to so many different things it's helped me to work out the bits that I do like and I'm still doing all those bits now it's not yeah. something that you know has got lost I'm not stuck doing one thing and missing yeah. something else so yeah that's that's me yeah no that, that's really good thank you um, and Liv, I know, because uh, I know a bit more about the way impression works, obviously, I, I know you will have kind of been been thinking about and having potentially conversations with your line manager about having, uh, wh- whether the actual strategist role or the specialist role at impression was the right thing for you to progress into. Um, so what was your kind of thought process there and what ultimately kind of led you to to taking the strategist role that you're in now? Yeah, sure. So I guess before I get into that, just for anybody listening that just wants a bit more like clarity between like the difference between a strategist or specialist um, is that 
when especially at impression and I'm sure it's the same in a lot of other agencies is that we consider SEO as three different pillars so we would have technical content and then link acquisition so you could either when when you're at the point of like executive level and you're ready to progress to the next level at impression you could either have a think about whether you would want to progress to a strategist so similarly to what Jen said you know it's a bit more of a generalist um role where you are responsible for the actual strategy where you know you speak to the client you find out what their goals are where their website might be lacking where they need improvement and the biggest opportunities and that is when you would call upon your team's skill sets or different specialists to help build that strategy and to get to brief them into certain different tasks or things like that or you could actually move into a specialist role where you could specialize in any of the three different pillars um, in SEO. So we have, especially at Impression, we've got um, content specialists such as Ben, and then we've also got our senior or technical specialists too. So I guess for me, when I was, um, having been with Impression since the, the beginning of my SEO career, I'd... You know, I, I've always considered myself to be a bit more stronger in the link acquisition side of things and the content side of things, just because of my, I guess, like my previous experience in traditional PR. And I just felt like because I've got a bit more of a wider, I guess, um, marketing experience that I, I would be able to call upon, it, it did feel or at least I felt more interested in being a strategist and being able to call upon different people's skill sets, know enough to basically put together the strategy and understand what the client needs, but then mm. also know that um, it's not just me that has to fulfill that. Like like Jen was saying, like I'm not going to have to do all of the technical, all of the link building and all of the on-page optimization and writing the content that I would be able to work with the people in my team such as yourself Ben who are specialists in their own right and what they do and can bring their own specialist knowledge and things that I wouldn't even consider into a strategy and that's where a lot more of like the collaboration and things will take place yeah yeah that's awesome and I think I, I can just give my perspective on the other side of that as well having gone down the specialist route um for me it was, I suppose, the opposite of what what you both said, Liv and Jen, which I guess is why I've gone down this route, because I I never enjoyed doing anything off-page. I just hated any time I had to get even close to off-page. <laughs> um, and technical, I I actually, I enjoyed and have no issue with doing technical SEO and still do bits and pieces of it if, if required now. But I know that I never really had the desire to kind of improve my knowledge to the point that say our other technical specialists or even even a lot of the generalists that impression have um it didn't it didn't come particularly naturally to me and I just didn't you know I didn't really have the desire to kind of put in the time to to get my skills up to that point because what I knew that what I really loved what I'd always loved since coming into impression and even before before I even knew what SEO was I always loved kind of writing I'd done you know I've been doing blogs since I was about 15 and um, did an English degree at uni and I just wanted to write stuff on the internet I enjoyed getting stuff published and editing other people's work uh, and you know then then going beyond that setting the strategies for what would come in the future optimizing content to make it make individual pieces perform better all of that I just knew that was what I enjoyed um, and so actually I progressed to this level at the same time that impression first introduced strategists and specialists and kind of uh, I think I was actually a strategist for a couple of months uh, and then the content specialist role came into existence uh, and I made that switch because, you know, for me, I just knew this was what I want to do day in, day out. And I enjoy the variety of different clients, but I actually realized I don't necessarily need the variety in the, the variety in the activity to the same extent because I do like doing those same kind of activities um, with obviously the variations that come in for clients and things. So, um, yeah, I guess if you're in a position like me where you do find yourself drawn to a particular aspect of SEO, uh, then those roles are definitely out there. Um, you know, we've, we've got colleagues in technical, as Liv said, um, 
We've also known sort of colleagues who have kind of left to go into more specialist roles at kind of in-house or in other areas. And, um, you know, those opportunities exist out there. Um, so, you know, don't feel like you have to be good at everything or have to spend a lot of time in everything if there's one area that particularly interests you like it did for me. Um, I think, sorry. No, go on, Jen, go on. You also touched on a really interesting point there in that companies can change. So yeah. it sounds like Impression didn't always have the specialist and strategist route. No. So similar to my previous job, um, SEO executives were kind of all-rounders. Um, it's, you know, where I'd come from as well. And then yeah. I kind of realized that a couple of people on the team were more or less content specialists. It, you know, it something that they'd always done in their careers previous to that or they'd done mm. that at university and they enjoyed it more so I realized that as I was allocating work that I was giving these people more content heavy like campaigns that you know the client needed more of them so from yeah. that strategic level but then they would still have to do bits of everything and you, you know when you can just tell somebody's heart isn't in all of the other bits yeah. Yeah. Um, someone who I actually now do I, I consider a good friend. Um, she left to go and go down that content specialist route and explained that while she loved being part of the team and all that sort of stuff, the role itself just wasn't content heavy enough. Sure. Um and it kind of made me realize actually she's exactly right. Her role should be more content, and there's a an absolute part for that in SEO. So yeah. that's when I mean, probably a couple of years ago now, um, I sort of took it to those above me and said, I really want to look at doing more specialist roles for people. Um, you know, some people are happy doing a bit of everything. And I yeah. know some people in the team prefer, um, like me, more technical and on-site and things like that. Whereas we've also got some really strong content people. So why not mix up how we do things a little bit? And rather than say, here's your clients, we'll work out what, the need and then you'll do a bit of all of it let's kind of swap and change between people so yeah you can still do a bit of everything but if you know that the you know they need like a content rewrite for a really important page let's work out how we can give that to somebody who specializes in it so we're going to get a better end result and that person doing the work is happy doing the work yeah so yeah we did go down that route in the end and then brought in um a digital pr person as well so we then started having here's the on-site people, here's the content people, here's someone who can get us some links. And yeah, it was, it was a nice place to leave that. I felt like I'd made people happier in the yeah. role. So, you know, getting the best out of the campaigns as well. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. That's a great point. Um, that, you know, these roles don't, don't just exist to make people happy, uh, although that is a very nice effect of them. Um, you know, there is actually, there's a big commercial reason for businesses, especially agencies realistically are going to have room for a lot more of these roles than maybe most in-house teams will. But there, there is that case there to get the best people doing the best activities. And, you know, it, it makes sense. And I hope, I think this is becoming more widespread, but I hope it's something that um, sort of agencies in particular and even larger in-house teams um, kind of look at more and more in the future. Because, you know, I think it's, SEO can involve so many different skills that actually there aren't many people at all who are going to be equally good at, at all of them to the point where they're able to do each one to a really, really high level. Yeah. Um, and it, it makes sense to reflect that in jobs, you know, giving people strategy opportunities and technical and content and all of this. So, um, yeah, more, please. <laughs> Long may it continue. <laughs> I think it like um, it brings us back to what um, you guys were talking about before when um, the question about um, where where can the roles progress to or where can you progress to within SEO and we were saying yeah. like in the next five years SEO will be such more of a bigger and more complex industry than it is now and even that even reigns true for people at executive level that they can there's definitely the commercial um, reasoning and for them to specialize too yeah yeah absolutely and I think if people see this as working then you know commercially as well you can make room for bigger specialist roles so you know at, at impression for example you once you go beyond specialist you then have senior specialist and then go to a consultant level uh, and I know we're even looking at sort of ways of developing this further 
So it's not like you are just pigeonholed in a single specialist role, for example, whereas maybe on the strategist, there'll be a bit of a clearer path through to kind of maybe a head of team or head of department or something. Um, and again, I'm sure this is something that will continue to happen. Um, and, you know, people can take these skills freelance as well, in-house might do it. So it's not just agencies, but there's a lot of potential there, which is brilliant. Um, I'm just conscious of time. There's one more question I'd like to ask you, Jen, uh, before we do our kind of end of episode stuff, just kind of one more practical thing that I think would be really good to get out. I'm going to have to cut short some of the others, unfortunately, um, but we've had such a good conversation so far, I don't mind. Um, the, the one I really was was keen to, to ask you was um, just looking at all of these different job titles. We've mentioned many of them on this podcast today, and there are many, many more that we haven't mentioned. Um, when you're looking at that market, whether it's casually or whether because you need to find another job or anything in between, how can you kind of understand what's actually out there and understand what roles are right for you to apply for or, or to really go for in your career? Yeah, so a couple of things. I would start by sort of going full investigator. So what are they like on LinkedIn? Are people at the company on Twitter? Um, but LinkedIn mm. especially will help give you that sort of view of who already works there and what are their roles so probably tell if they're a little bit jumbled you know if everybody's got a slightly different job title but probably do the same things that that company probably hasn't quite cracked their levels of progression and there's probably some like historical titles in there so that might not be the best um but then similarly you can see where you would slot into a company as well so you know, if you looked at somebody like Impression or Eve Lewis as a smaller example, you can tell who works there, what sort of job titles there are, and roughly, you know, that there's different specialists or that there's different sort of levels, and you can yeah. try and work out, okay, well, I'm going to go and view this person's profile, and they've been doing um, SEO for a similar amount of time as I have, so on paper, I would probably fit in about here. Um, but then... Also looking at, you know, if they've actually got job descriptions up, um, what sort of responsibilities are in there? So I'll probably look more at the responsibilities than, you know, just the title itself, because we know that one title in one place doesn't necessarily translate the same job as uh, another agency. So I'd be looking at the, you know, what sort of responsibilities do you have and what are the rewards for that? You know, hopefully they would have some sort of job uh, salary banding on there but if not you know try and find out before you go through you know that massive route of yeah. interviewing and finding out because it's kind of a waste of your time if absolutely you go through all that then find out that it's less than you're already on and you probably don't want to move so yeah find out roughly where you sit so even if it's just a more informal chat first just to look I'm thinking about this sort of role um, at my current company, these are my responsibilities. I think that this is the right kind of role for me because it might be that um, the hiring manager says, actually, I think this role would be more suited to you. And it might be something that as a title, it's higher or lower, you know, in your own sort of perception. Because for me, um, nobody actually said it, but I always got the impression that people thought, why is she going from a manager to a senior strategist? It kind of sounds mm. like a step down, but that sort of comes down to me understanding what I'm actually responsible for and the salary banding and the progression. So yeah, I earn more than I did as a manager, which is always a plus. Um, yeah. I'm doing kind of a similar thing to what I was doing before anyway. Um, it's just a different, a different agency with, you know, a team that are kind of starting out almost as a an SEO team. So that's something that I wanted to be part of, like a, a growing department, then slotting mm. in somewhere to some, you know, somewhere that already functions really, really well. Um, I like to come in and have ideas and help um, progress things. So all the things like that, just working out, what do you want out of it? And where are they as a company? You know, yeah. you want to slot in somewhere do you want to help make change do you want a big team do you want a small team you know what is it that you want and what what do they want you to do yeah those are all really good points Uh, and just you saying you kind of describing that made me think of when 
impression we we basically changed when we brought in strategist and specialist as job titles we basically changed from manager being the equivalent title before that so an seo manager became a strategist or a specialist um and that's a perfect illustration where it maybe doesn't match up to other industries and um just yeah as as words they're maybe not as readily defined um so doing your research is is vital so yeah really good advice there thank you um and that will pretty much bring us to the end of that conversation. Uh, but one more question for you, Jen. Uh, how can people find you on social media? And is there anything else you want to mention before we finish? Oh, um, I've got a pretty unique name. So if you Google me, I'll come up. Um, yeah. It's Penaluna underscore Jen on Twitter. And then if you just search Jen Penaluna, I'll, I'll come up. There's not many of us out. Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. And we will include links in the show notes and in the blog that goes up with it as well. So people will be able to find you easily enough, I'm sure. Um, and that is everything for this week's Rank Up podcast episode. Uh, we'll be back in a couple of weeks' time with more on-page SEO content. Uh, so I just want to say thank you to Liv for joining as a guest host as well. Liv, it's been great to have you. Thanks for having me. Always a pleasure. And uh, Jen, thank you for coming on. Oh, thanks for having me as well. And uh, we'll be back soon to bring you more voices from within the SEO industry in the latter half of 2021. Uh, and in the meantime, we'd always appreciate it if you can leave a review on your podcast app of choice. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Uh, I am at Ben J. Gary with two R's. And Liv is at S.E. Olivia May, which is M-A-E. Uh, and these links will be in the show notes as well. Uh, and if you can't wait for the podcast, you can find everything that Impression's doing over at impression.co.uk slash blog. And as always, we highly recommend checking out womenintechseo.com slash speakers, where if you're looking for people who are talking about this topic, these kind of topics, those uh, that is a great place to go. And that will do it. So thank you, Liv. Thank you, Jen. And we'll be back in a couple of weeks for more on-page conversation. Thanks, everyone. <laughs>